Welcome to Home Dance Film Festival, the podcast that brings just a little sliver of the Sundance Film Festival to you. We typically discuss two movies that played at Sundance along with one non-Sundance film, but once again, we're shaking things up around the holidays because today we're discussing Christmas in the Clouds. I'm Jessica. And I'm Dylan. That's right. One movie, Christmas related, played at Sundance and... Check. Check. (laughs) I was thinking that we'd probably do like a bonus episode in December before Christmas that will just be one movie again, but it will either be a non-Christmas Sundance movie or a Christmas non-Sundance movie. Mm, Very (laughs) narrowed down. Well, we have limited options for Sundance Christmas movies, holiday movies in general, so we have to be sparing. (laughs) Yeah. We can't just uh, get crazy and use all of them up in one year. Yeah, which would be very possible. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is over. That was great. Whatever. It happened pretty quickly. The excitement is bubbling over. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like how quickly it came and went, but here we are. I'm uh, trying to get into the full swing of Christmas movies. I've been watching Hallmark Christmas movies since November 1st Mm -hmm. because that's how I roll and, you know, they're whatever. But I'm looking forward to this new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie because I am all about the rise of Lilo. We wish her the best. We've been wishing her the best for over a decade. (laughs) Yes. I'm happy that she is working again. I mean, she's been working. I just recently watched uh, one of her more recent movies for Halloween. It was like... I forgot the title, something about werewolves or whatever, and it's on Hulu, and it was really awful. It was, it was trash. (laughs) So that gives us a lot of hope for this Christmas vehicle. This one's going to be good. It was just really boring and bland, and I think her acting was probably like the best part of the thing. Yeah, it just wasn't great. So I'm looking forward to this Christmas movie ever since I learned about it. I don't know a lot that's coming out this year. It seems like sort of slim pickings, but I need to look at lists. I'm kind of looking forward to Spirited on Apple TV+, but again, it's just another adaptation of A Christmas Carol, and I am pretty over that, and I really wish that they would stop doing that. Yeah, I think you've been over the Christmas Carol adaptations for at least, like, seven years now. Yeah, they need to write original Christmas movies. It's Mm -hmm. fine, people. We can do that. We don't have to keep adapting A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Or Rudolph or whatever. It's been done. You're done. (laughs) Yeah, we need something besides just Lifetime and Hallmark Christmas movies to sustain us around this part of the season. We need actual quality instead of just, like, quote-unquote guilty pleasures. Yeah. Because Hallmark movies, I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but they're not exactly not problematic, you know? Mm-hmm. Because they don't always treat their female characters the best. I don't know if you've heard. I have not heard. <laughs> um, this is news to me, and I, I will not be watching anymore. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what will we do? We'll have nothing to watch for Christmas. We'll just dig into our uh, award screeners. We'll just get, like, dark and depressed with, like, crazy, like, Russian movies and... Mm-hmm. Just, let's get really super dark for Christmas. Can't wait. Tis the dark season, though. Yeah. On that note. (laughs) On that cheery note. (laughs) On another cheery note. Let's really get into the holiday season. (laughs) I think, I think I'm ready to put my festive sweater on and my festive shoes. I think I'm ready to Jingle Bell Rock and Sundance. (laughs) (laughs) Are you Jingle Bell Rockin' or are you Sundancing? I think I'm doing both. Okay. Well, can I do both with you? Yes, I was just about to ask. Shall we? We shall. (laughs) 
clouds on fire, old trucks on fire. This holiday season. It's snowing, it's snowing. A case of mistaken identity. No, don't open the door. What are you doing? Okay, open the door. Leads to something that's meant to be. Justina? Joe? Would you like a cup of cocoa? Wait a second. <laughs> I'm ready to turn off the hot water. I was wondering if there's anybody in the room. I give it five stars. Coming Christmas soon. in the Clouds was featured at the 2001 Sundance Film Festival. It's written and directed by Kate Montgomery. It stars Timothy Vall, Mariana Tosca, Sam Vlahos, Graham Greene, and M. Emmett Walsh. During the holidays at a ski resort in Utah run by a Native American tribe, the overworked manager and a widowed woman from the big city overcome mistaken identities and intrusive guests in their pursuit of romance. So I didn't really know how this movie would go. Just found it and was like, let's try this out. And overall, I mean, it's fine. It's not too bad. It's very much essentially a Hallmark movie, but with better writing, I would say acting and production value. It looks a lot better than a Hallmark movie because there's no green screens. Mm -hmm. So you get, I guess it was actually filmed in Utah, probably. I would think so, since there's a lot of Sundance movies that Mm -hmm. seem to film in Utah. Yeah. So you get the beautiful landscape and everything. So... I found it to be enjoyable, even though it's the plot of a Hallmark movie. But I think she, Kate Montgomery, put more so, I don't know, like, darker elements in there that you wouldn't really get with a Hallmark movie. And there's more quirky people, and I'll say some of the time, people seem more realistic than Hallmark movies. Just kind of less wooden, I guess. There's, like, this quality that it sometimes Hallmark movies, the people seem kind of mechanical or something. I guess it's, like, they're sexless, and then it's like, I don't know. It's this weird thing that it's there. Like, they're not real people, but then, yeah. like, they don't have, like, those darker element or, like, this kind of, like, fun, like, hidden yeah, darkness. I, I, I mean, you, I'll... <laughs> I think you're being a bit generous in some respects, but I'll get into that whenever. For Hallmark like, movies or, or this movie? This movie being, the characters being substantially better. Yeah, I don't think that they're like amazingly better because mm-hmm. there are still areas like with conflicts that you're like, what are you doing? Like people mm-hmm. don't talk like this, but it's like an inch above Hallmark characters where there's like a quirkiness or something that Hallmark doesn't have. Yeah, with a few of the characters, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And the people who are better at acting or whatever. Yeah. There's, of course, problematic characters because of the time that it was written and rom com aspects, because essentially this is a rom com, a holiday rom com. And a fun thing that I thought was the M. Emmett Walsh character. Mm. He is in this movie playing more so like a broken man struggling, but also really crotchety. But he also plays like a crotchety old man in Christmas with the Cranks. So he's in two holiday movies, maybe even more than this. Who even knows? I haven't checked it out. Old uh, Christmas miser. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He plays a good one, I guess. (laughs) I want to start out with saying I I did look it up real quick. This was filmed at the Sundance Ski Resort. So yes. So right there, right in the title. Don't they screen movies there or like have press conference things? Yes. 
I think they do. Said yes with a question at the end. I believe so. I feel like I remember seeing that with press passes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you were right. <laughs> and <laughs> this is directly ingrained with Sundance, which doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was fine, but it didn't feel like I was watching like a quote unquote Sundance movie. This feels like more like there are certain situations where usually I can tell there's like usually at least one or two movies a year where it seems like it was mostly accepted because it was filmed locally in Utah or something. Not saying it's bad, but it wouldn't usually get on and get in the lineup on quality alone. Yeah. (laughs) And also since this is dealing with Native American issues, like I know Sundance is usually really good about, I know they do like their land acknowledgements every Mm -hmm. year and everything, but they also try to feature stories about Native Americans. Mm -hmm. I know they had like Chloe Jaws um, songs about my brother songs. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the title. (laughs) Yeah. So I know they're good with trying to have at least some Native American representation in the festival in some form. Yeah. Songs my brothers taught me. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I uh, was mixing up like some, uh, like Pedro Almodovar, like all about my mother Mm. and like, (laughs) just like all... (laughs) mixed up so yeah it didn't like quote-unquote feel like a Sundance movie but I enjoyed it as like a better than average Hallmark movie (laughs) lifetime movie which isn't a bad thing because I seem to give those kind of more of the benefit of the doubt than the average audience member like I just take it like oh this is fun I don't Mm -hmm. judge them too harshly unless they are just really truly awful Mm -hmm. but I have like an appreciation for like the better acted and performed Hallmark movies because it's just a nice part of our holiday uh, festivities. Yeah. So this one, it's not great, but it was like <laughs> acceptable and I enjoyed it. And what I was kind of alluding to with like the performances, the main dude, Ray, he is very much like of the Hallmark lifetime mold. He seems kind of bland and just focused on the resort and like getting this passing grade from uh, acknowledgement from the critic that's supposed to be coming yeah. to the resort and everything. So kind of oblivious. <laughs> yeah. And so he's kind of just feels like a dope a little bit. So he doesn't seem very well developed, but Tina, the woman who is mistaken for this critic, who is <laughs> yeah. a comedy of, the, yeah, this is a screwball comedy. So mm-hmm. it's like a comedy of mistaken identity and everything. Tina, I thought she was really good as a character. She was good for this type of movie where she had a little bit of a uh, background, like elements, like you got to know a little bit of her history and like some of the stuff that she would reveal like, about her life and what she wants to be. That gave her like enough depth for this type of movie. Movie. you could have yeah. much more but like for what this movie was trying to go for yeah but it's it's essentially like what hallmark does yeah <laughs> they give their female characters depth but it's just enough yeah it's not like Full tilt. Yeah. It but did, also more than the male characters. For sure. <laughs> so this fit right into that mold. So where it's like, it's not great, but it's, like I said, among the better Hallmark Lifetime type movies. Mm-hmm. And especially compared to Ray, like Tina is much more interesting, like effervescent. She seems less like a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there's a scene that I was like <laughs> yeah. losing my damn mind over <laughs> because like yeah. they were each saying a portion of a conversation, but neither of them were on the same page. And I'm just like, just like, how are you not getting the context clues of just like, he is obviously talking about something completely different from you. And now there's, you're not just figure this out. Yeah. That's the conflict that is not realistic. Real people.
people wouldn't talk like that. Yeah, the script seemed to be like written more for convenience of plot rather than believability. Which most rom-coms even are mm-hmm. like this. It's always like a misunderstanding where you're just like, if you would just have a conversation, things would be fine. But then the movie would be 30 minutes long. I, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> but this one seems just even more egregious because like, if you're just even a normal person just hearing certain like phrasings of certain things, you'd be like, wait, what do, what do you mean by that? Like, Yeah, wh- they're each having a part of two different conversations. Like yeah, they but, weren't even listening to each other. Yeah, with her follow-up questions to some of the things he would say, like, I'm like, you wouldn't phrase things like this. Yeah, I would be like, wait, what did you just say? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would drill down immediately. You'd yeah. just be like, this isn't right. What do you mean? Tell me, what? who do you think I am? <laughs> what do you think this yeah, is? <laughs> I could never be with a Hallmark dude because... <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you saying? And then he'd be like, well, I just thought that I could, you know, try harder. I didn't think that you would just come in and not give me the benefit of the doubt or whatever. And I'd be like, what no. Do you, what do you mean? No. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> what do you mean by try harder? What do you mean by... <laughs> you know, just trying harder at this thing that we're doing. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> Define thing. What do you think we are doing? <laughs> I would lose my damn mind. Yes. And then him being confronted here. He would just short circuit. Yeah. Just be like, you know, the thing, like, no, be specific. Just spontaneously confess. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, I guess my work is done. Yeah. Christmas is over. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> you would, like, eat those Hallmark <laughs> men for breakfast. Yeah, I mean... They don't have enough depth and they're dummies. Yeah. <laughs> I need a challenge here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm barely passing as it is, <laughs> and I'm a human man. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be silly. You're just like them. You're pretty like a Christmas card, and then you got depth and smarts. <laughs> But they don't have depth and smart. They're just pretty. Oh, I'm a triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the way these characters are written was often ridiculous. You do have, like I said, Tina. I liked her a little bit more. And then like the Graham Greene character of Earl. He is very... Yeah, uh, he's uh, probably my favorite. Yeah, I like him a lot. But he is also very like a movie character. His yeah. dive into like veganism, vegetarianism, and yeah. concern for animals. <laughs> like how he sabotages the mills and everything. Like it's very much... That's a romantic comedy or like movie thing to do. Yeah, I just like that he's just in his own movie. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He's not really like connected to it. He's just, it's just a subplot of just like it's not Christmassy. It's just like no. humanitarian. Yeah, like, and he's like an artiste as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just slowly, just like one by one, ruining people's meals. <laughs> yeah. And then where he's he's like making the little meal for the the trap that he's gonna mm-hmm. trap the I guess the mouse or whatever whatever yeah. animal that he's gonna save at the moment I don't remember if it's the mouse at the time but he he makes like this fancy little meal for it and it's, the presentation is beautiful and then he like puts it in the little trap and you're just like man you're crazy love you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like between Graham Greene and then like a later an unexpected cameo from West Studi like you have many of the major Native American actors mm-hmm. the hollywood hitters <laughs> yeah because there are so few yeah but like i was surprised by west studi's appearance he's been a real uh real cut up <laughs> <laughs> he's been a real wise guy with an mc of like a bingo hall mm-hmm. i was not expecting that but it was good to see him there just we need our native american a-listers here let's bring them in 
Yeah, there should be more, more mm-hmm. A-listers. Yeah, there are people who are, like, popping up that I really like. Michael Gray Eyes from uh, mm-hmm. Wild Indian, who was at Sundance, and he's been popping up in a lot of really good things over the past few years, but, like, we need a lot more, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the same with most minorities. Mm. But I do appreciate that, like, places like Sundance allow some of these, or film festivals in general, but, like, Sundance specifically, usually tries to find these movies with different perspectives you just need the studios to actually take some of these people and like give them a bigger platform mm-hmm. so there's they're not just relegated to like a few screens across America and, and like straight to streaming or to get lost you just need their stories elevated yeah I remember seeing in the credits that I guess Kate Montgomery the film she in the film thanked Robert Redford at the end who started Sundance but it still it didn't have the made at the Sundance Institute or anything so I guess that might be later that it came about yeah. Or more so being prevalent? Probably. Because this, it premiered in 2001. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was the... I think the Sundance Lab is mm. newer. Yeah. So I'm not sure when they started doing that branding and the credits of things. So I wonder if it's just the past movies, like the older ones are just like thinking Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just the Sundance Institute, Sundance Lab, anything like that. Like this was developed in the Sundance Lab. Yeah. I mean, we know they've been doing stuff for decades now. Like... Yeah. The other characters in the movie, I think that they're like the quirky ones that you wouldn't really necessarily find in the Hallmark movie. I guess because Hallmark tends to keep their cast smaller, mm-hmm. probably because of budget reasons. But this had a significant amount of people who were working at the resort and doing stuff and just being weird. But I like those elements, even though it's like super weird and and especially the woman who was a receptionist oh, as yeah. well as helping Ray run things. Mm-hmm. She was really weird and really quirky, but I don't know. It just gave the movie more character, I think. And his dad as well. Yeah. He seemed out of like out of the type of movies. I've described this on the podcast before and I don't want to, them to take offense, but just like <laughs> characters that would pop up and stuff that my parents would like. <laughs> just like, this was a real cut up. Like, yeah. you see, it's telling that teaching that woman Native American words about she was saying silly things yeah like fart jokes yeah so it just kind of seemed kind of that like parent friendly movie <laughs> yeah. depending on who your parents are but like a lot of parents seem to like that type of humor once they get older <laughs> I mean, I think I liked it a lot more when I was younger, Mm. too, because it is very, like, 90s, early aughts rom-com. Yeah. Where I'm like, that's silly. Yeah, I mean, I I did laugh at it because it was amusing, but it just, there's a certain type of, like, tone that you can, like, get into where you're like, okay, this is really lowest common denominator type (laughs) acting, or, like, not acting, but, like, uh... Humor? Yeah. Kind of, like, fart jokes and, like, falling over (laughs) and just, like, slapstick kind of the easy laugh yeah yeah where he's teaching the woman native american language Mm -hmm. that is sort of like cranky older man dad joke stuff or it's just like "Mm -hmm. lady's gonna bother me while i'm working i'll get her she's gonna sound (laughs) so stupid (laughs) yeah i do like the tertiary character like you said hallmark and lifetime movies usually just focus on like the main couple Mm -hmm. and sometimes there's a random more developed person but this one like it was more of an ensemble even if some of the ensemble I was kind of like weirded out by like the guy who yeah. was basically just being a sexual a, predator <laughs> yep that's that's the 
word for it. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's that's one of the more problematic characters where it's just like, bro, these women are just trying to work. They don't come to work to be sexually harassed, man. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like early odds, like, ha, this is funny. Like, this dude's a creep. We all got these creeps that we work with. Yeah, so. you know how it is. <laughs> what are you going to do? No one's going to speak out about it. So we might as well just joke yeah. about it. HR is useless. <laughs> So yeah, some of the characters, they were fleshed out, but like I didn't like how they were fleshed out. Yeah, with Hallmark movies, if you have other characters that are featured, it's usually like the parents or a friend or a boss who's just either they don't respect boundaries or they're just weird or they're plain and background, yeah. wallflowery. Yeah, or just used for like expositional things like, mm-hmm. here, you need to know this, but we can't just have the main character say this. Like, Beth, you know that you've always been interested in like learning to hang glide or whatever and she's like well yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) i guess you're right yeah maybe you should do it you should go on this christmas hang glide (laughs) yeah or the the parents are just like oh well he left this morning i told him that you were going to your thing that you said that you were interested in but he seemed to have a problem with and Mm. it was also with your ex who's been popping in and out and we have no idea somehow that you like this other dude and we still like this ex and I told him that you were going to be hanging out with him all afternoon. What's the problem? And then they're like, Mom! (laughs) You ruined my life! (laughs) Or, not to just go to this well too many times, but like, really tapping into the emotional core of just being like, you know, like, Sarah, she used to do this with her grandmother every year. She lost her Grammy three years ago. And just just the dude just being like, I know what I need to do. Yeah. (laughs) Or just he said something earlier, like, this is such a stupid tradition or like I didn't really like it and then he's like I've done a terrible thing (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry Grammy (laughs) Beth (laughs) I love your tradition (laughs) damn watch out people we're coming to write our Hallmark movie (laughs) next year watch out But anyway, Christmas Christmas. in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. it did feature that basic Christmas uh, idea, like a core theme of just being connected and family and not atoning for past, but like resolving conflicts. That is one thing that I liked about the movie. It's the same thing with Hallmark stuff, essentially, which is, I mean, kind of why I watch them. Christmas in the clouds feels festive and it feels like warm and cozy. So it's just like a nice watch where you can put it on and have a mostly enjoyable time Mm -hmm. and a few chuckles and just feel festive and be like okay it's christmas Mm -hmm. we're in christmas time which is the same with hallmark where it's just like it's festive Mm -hmm. i'm feeling christmasy this story is in these people are kind of whack sometimes but this is christmasy yeah absolutely (laughs) this just had the added element of like having a different perspective instead of just your normal typical just bland white couple yeah they did include actual like native american elements like different songs and stuff they included the culture more than just lip service to like here here you go they tried to bring some cultural elements elements into the movie i mean yeah it could be more it's within this genre but they did try to like add some stuff yeah for it, care. it gave it more depth and that's nice mm-hmm. since sometimes the hallmark movies can be i mean whitewashed of course but just soulless yeah like soulless <laughs> formulaic it's just like looking at a pretty picture essentially yeah i agree oh good for you and how was it what is your rating system? My rating system is 
flirty pen pal letters. I think I will give this movie three flirty pen pal letters out of five. Wow. Wow. Getting a little flirty in here. <laughs> a little flirtatious. Ooh, I have a lot to read over. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I was actually thinking the same. I think I would uh, write or maybe receive three flirty pen pal letters. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. If you want to add this to your uh, Christmas rotation, if you want something a little different, you can catch this for free streaming on Tubi, Pluto, Freevee, anywhere you can find like movies with ads that are for free, that's probably there. So <laughs> check it out. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Home Dance Film Festival. While we will be taking a small holiday break, be sure to join us again in the new year when we'll be discussing more Sundance goodness, but keep your eyes peeled for a potential bonus episode sometime in December. If you have any thoughts or opinions about the movie we discussed today or movie suggestions, you can write us at homedancepod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and tweet at us at homedancepod. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate it or review it. And if you didn't like it, I don't know, maybe go tie a bunch of the densest fruitcakes all over your body and walk into the sea. That is dark, Jessica, (laughs) but not unneeded. It's what they should do. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dylan Gonzalez 2. You can also find me publishing reviews almost daily on geekvibesnation.com, as well as on YouTube co-hosting The Video Attic with my colleague Mike Vaughn on the Geek Vibes Podcast YouTube channel. And you can follow me on Twitter at JustThenZero underscore. You can also find me contributing to geekvibesnation.com. Jessica here recently published a great review of The Wonder, and I highly recommend it. It is tops. Thanks. We are proud to be a part of the Geek Vibes Nation podcasting network. Original music for the show is provided by Andrew Carroll, who can be found at musicbyandrewcarroll.com. Original artwork for the show is provided by Ben Belcher, who can be found on Instagram at the art of Ben Belcher. I've been Jessica. And I've been Dylan. Sorry I was so insensitive about your skid-marked underwear yesterday. Yeah, thanks. It's always been a tradition for me to save all of my dirtiest tidy whities for Grammy and I to bleach on Christmas Eve. It's how I always knew I would have a white Christmas. But it's been really hard the past few years since Grammy passed. Wow, that's a beautiful tradition. And I'm so sorry. Do you maybe want to do a spin cycle with me? I never thought I'd find someone who'd be interested in Christmas at the laundromat. I bought bleach in bulk. Bye. Gucci.